Welcome back to the TGI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And just like that, we are now out of the month of January. I feel like so far leading up to this point, I've said, I can't believe how fast time is going. But it really feels like that. It, it weirdly feels like the month of, it, of January is already going by rather quickly. And that's a good thing because January is never a fun month. It's always cold and bleak. Well, at least here in my part of the, my neck of the woods. But for the most part, January and February, get me through those months. Start getting me into spring. Get me into summer. Get me into all of those months that are a little more fun than it is right now. But in our hopes of trying to keep the fun going... For the month of February, we're going to be focusing on Valentine's Day, and we're going to go outside of the realm of TGIF again, which we've done, and I've explained a a handful of times before that that's going to be the plan until we get closer to those burr months in September and October, November, and December. We're going to discuss one of the most iconic television shows of all time this week, and that is The Simpsons. This is one that I knew from the get-go I wanted to find a place for it. It is an iconic Simpsons episode. You could argue with me about that one because I will fight to the death that this one is an iconic Simpsons episode. So we'll get into that. Plenty of quotes, plenty of Ralph Wiggum talk as he is one of my favorite characters on The Simpsons. So it's going to be a fun one. So let's get on to the show. This week, we are covering I Love Lisa from the fourth season of The Simpsons. Now, this is the 15th episode of that season, and it debuted on February 11th, 1993. And just as we do, whenever we cover a new show, I like to go over my own history with that show itself. And The Simpsons, they are one of those television shows I watched so much growing up. It felt like it was always always, always on TV in some form of reruns. I don't know the exact age I would have been when I first started watching the show, but I can vividly remember it being on in terms of reruns at 5 o'clock and 5.30 on one specific channel, and then you'd flip it over at 6.30, it'd be on a different channel, it'd be on at 9 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night on those other channels, and I knew exactly what channels they were on because I was going to go check them out, I was going to watch it as much as I could because I loved the show so much. What's also really funny to me, especially looking back on it now, is my mom was never all that happy about me or my sister watching the show because she sort of believed it was too raunchy or something to that effect and it's funny now to think about this show in that context because it is so tame in comparison to a lot of the other animation shows we see now with your family guys or even american dad shows like that that have maybe stronger verbiage and wording than we see with a lot of uh the earlier simpsons episode and one of the other reasons or one of the other things I really want to talk about is just how good the fourth season of The Simpsons is. There are just so many classic episodes came from this season. I was just looking through some of the the other titles of episodes from the fourth season, which is available. All the seasons are available on Disney+, Plus, so it's really cool to have them all at our fingertips and have that ability to go back down this nostalgic road to, to check these out. But it's got, you have Camp Krusty 
This is the first episode of this season. That is such a good, funny episode. You've got Lisa's first word, which I always liked the episodes where they sort of went back in time to see what it was like when the kids were younger and when Homer and Marge were younger and early on in their their marriage. It was always really fun to see those sorts of things too. And it has maybe one of the most iconic episodes of The Simpsons ever, and that is Marge versus the Monorail, which I know numerous publications have had it as a classic episode, one of the best episodes of all time. It is that good. It also has the Mr. Plow episode in that season, which is another one of my my absolute, absolute favorite, favorite favorite episodes it's so funny i quote the mr plow song i sing it all the time when it's gonna snow and it's just great and the simpsons nowadays can be a bit of this punching bag it's kind of been because of how long this show has been on it's not quite as original as it was back then and i probably stopped watching the series on a consistent basis sometime in the early 2000s when i was in high school It wasn't one of those things where I had to watch it every single time it was on. Like, I can remember the hype around Who Shot Mr. Burns. And that was such a big moment. That was such a big moment for me when I was young. It was the first time I really, really anticipated a television show or an episode. But even now, if I'm flipping through the channels and I see it's on, I'm probably going to check it out. But if it's anything beyond the mid-2000s, I'm probably going to pass on it. But that doesn't mean I don't still have a lot of love for the show itself. So for this specific episode, I'm not going to go over the full cast like I normally do because I feel like this episode, this podcast episode is going to run a little bit long because there are just so many characters, so many different roles in this series itself. But I do want to point out that the showrunner, who is Al Jean, said he came up with the idea for this story because he once received a valentine from a girl in his class that said, I choo choo choose you with a picture of a train on it. And that card... That line has become a classic Simpsons quote over the years, and it's something I say all the time. I say, I choo-choo-choose you all the time. I love it. It's so funny. It's so simple. Ralph is such a loving character, and I'll get into that a little bit later, but I just love that line so much. So the episode itself, it begins with the opening credits. We've got the chalkboard gag. Bart writing something down on the chalkboard. This one, it says, I will not call the principal Spudhead. I guess sort of a play off of Butthead or something to that extent. And then we've got a couch gag, which we get in all of these intros. It's the family. They're forming a kick line and more dancers join in with them. And then there's men on unicycles and they're juggling. And at the end, it, it ends up with they peel back an even bigger curtain and you have the, there are, elephants standing on one leg and Santa's little helper is jumping through a ring of fire. <laughs> so that's that's our intro segment to this episode. And then the episode it it opens up and Monster Mash for some reason is playing over the radio. And one of the radio hosts explaining he chose Monster Mash over a sappy love song because Monster Mash sort of is a love song and he's trying to explain his reasoning and all of this and then you see Bart at home with with the radio on and he is painting some of those valentine's heart candies and he's writing stuff like you stink kiss off eat my shorts on some of the candy hearts honestly that first and foremost begs the question who likes those who likes the chalky candy hearts 
I always feel like they sound good. In theory, they sound good to me every year. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get some candy hearts. They sound so good. I'm going to eat some of these. And then I get them, and they're terrible, and it feels like I'm eating Tums or a piece of chalk or something. So if you actually like them, I would love to hear why. Send me a message on, on our Facebook or Instagram or comment on one of the pictures or something explaining to me why you like those because I cannot stand them. At the end of this little scene, we have Bart writing love sucks on one of these candy hearts. And then you finally get the the revelation from the radio host that he actually just played the wrong record. And that's why Monster Mash is playing in the background. And immediately we jump into another scene and we're at the nursing home and it focuses in on the bulletin board at the nursing home and it's got a Santa Claus on it which immediately a nurse walks over puts up a Cupid sign and staples it to it and we've got Grandpa Simpson making his first appearance and his only appearance in this whole episode and he's complaining the Valentine's Day is just another Hallmark holiday that's cooked up to sell cards And then he gets really jealous because he's sitting next to Jasper, who gets a Valentine's Day card from his grandkids. And Abe says, can I have the envelope? And then we jump to another scene. Very quickly, very, very fast here at the get-go to this episode. And we have Mo. He's opening up a card from his secret admirer. And he seems a little excited about the idea of having a secret admirer. Before Barney goes, yoo-hoo, and blows a kiss at him and burps. Again, we jump. Jump into another scene. So fast, so fast. There's so many characters in The Simpsons that it's hard for them not to jump around because you want to be able to touch on a lot of these different characters. And so we're already back in The Simpsons household and we have Marge giving Homer a plate of food where she spelled out, I love you, in bacon and in eggs. And the first thing I thought of immediately was Breaking Bad and thinking of whether or not Breaking Bad stole this idea from the Simpsons. Now, if you watch Breaking Bad, if you're a fan of that show, whenever it was Walt's birthday, his wife, Skylar, would make him a plate of food, and she would always spell out, or number out, I guess in this case, his age with bacon. So that was the first thing I thought about was Breaking Bad. It could have been stolen from that. It could have just been an original idea, but I just thought it was funny, because Bob Odenkirk, who was a writer, I believe, on The Simpsons, also played Saul Goodman on... Breaking Bad, of course, on Better Call Saul as well. But I'm going off on tangents. Very easy to do in an episode about The Simpsons. So after that has been written out on his plate, she says, oh, I just wanted to give you something, Homer, for this special day. And then we get the awesome inner monologue of Homer, which I always love when you get Homer sort of stressing out with this inner monologue in his head. And he's like, I I don't know what she's referring to. What could it be? Could it be her anniversary? Could it be this? Could it be that? And he just blurts out, uh, happy Valentine's Day. And he's just as surprised as everyone else is that he actually got this right. And of course we get Bart here. And he immediately picks up on the fact that Homer had no idea. And he's like, I'm sure you've got a lot planned today, huh, Dad? And Homer says, no one makes a big deal out of Valentine's Day. Come on. And right at that moment, you have Ned outside of his window at his house, dressed in a big giant heart, singing to Maud. And this is when Bart turns to Homer and he says, hey, you should just give mom her gift now. And this is where we get just one of your classic, hilarious Homer Simpson moments where he's like, oh, okay, yeah, the gift, uh, it's upstairs. So the camera, or the camera, the scene stays focused 
on Marge and Bart and Lisa in the kitchen eating breakfast and you hear Homer walk up the stairs, you hear him walk into the bedroom, you hear him open the window, and you hear him start to attempt to climb down the downspout before he falls off the side of the house and he just looks at them and he's like, ah, and he runs. So he runs over to the Quickie Mart and he wants to buy a box of chocolates. But Apu's like, yeah, yeah, I got boxes of chocolates. They're $100. And Homer, he scoffs, he's yelling at him. He's like, there's no way I'd ever pay this price. This is ridiculous. And he starts to walk out before he stops, turns around, slams 100 bucks down on the table, and he's like, I'll buy it. So the episode now, we jump over to Lisa's classroom, and this is where Miss Hoover, she's instructing them on how to make a paper mailbox so they can store all their Valentine's Day cards in there. This is where we get some of our very first hilarious Ralph Wiggum lines. First, he says he's not allowed to use scissors, which Miss Hoover's like, these scissors can't even cut butter. And then she's like, get out your red crayon. And he's like, I don't have a red crayon. I ate it. All the kids laugh at him. So it's setting up that Ralph gets made fun of a lot. And everybody likes to laugh at him. So now, again, we're jumping around quick, 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 bang, bang, bang. And we've got Principal Skinner. And he's making an announcement over the the loudspeaker and he's discussing that there's been some off-color candy hearts that have been circulating around for Valentine's Day. He's got his suspicions that it's Bart Simpson and he wanted to note that Valentine's Day is no joke. And then we get this flashback to Skinner. He's in Vietnam which is a topic that we we saw discussed a lot on the show that Skinner was in Vietnam. And it's a nod to this scene is a nod to one of my favorite movies of all time apocalypse now it's a tough watch it's a long watch it's a it's tough it's it's tough in a lot of ways and it kind of shows different sides of the war and the mental toll it can take on on different people and everything and skinner he appears to be playing martin sheen's character in this flashback of captain willard and he watches one of the other army members get ready to write out a valentine's day card and then right then he gets shot up and killed and and skinner at that moment he starts calling out the name Johnny, Johnny, Johnny in the flashbacks. And then it comes back to the current time and he's still saying Johnny, Johnny over the loudspeaker. And it focuses on him, on Bart, who then says, wow, I broke his brain. And what was very interesting in this is I did a little bit of research on this episode and some research specifically about this scene in general. And I found out that after the episode aired, a Vietnam veteran actually wrote the show discussing how he's upset about them using the Vietnam flashbacks for laughs. And apparently the staffers ignored the letter. And the director of this episode later pointed out that they were simply riffing off Apocalypse Now, that they weren't trying to make fun of a real situation. Rather, they're making fun of that specific movie. And later on in some of the the DVD commentary, Matt Groening, the creator of the show, had said that his brother, who had served in Vietnam, was a uh, huge fan of that sequence and loved it and, and thought it was great. There was a little bit of controversy, I suppose, in that regard, but that was The Simpsons. They weren't afraid to really tackle any sort of, really any storyline. They weren't afraid to do that for the most part, and that's something that, that made the show so interesting. Now, the episode, it resumes, and we go back into Lisa's classroom, And everyone laughs again because Ralph, he's glued himself to his shoulder. So again, setting up the fact that Ralph is just this poor kid that nobody likes. And he's kind of, kind of naive and doesn't really understand everything that's going on around him. 
So Miss Hoover tells everybody, okay, now we can start giving out your Valentines. So the kids are running around and they're dropping off Valentines cards and in their little boxes on their desks everybody seems to be super excited and then we focus in on ralph and he picks up his box and he goes to dump it out and there are no cards in it and he's sad and he's crying and lisa being the nice kid that she is she notices this and she feels bad that ralph now doesn't have any cards so you see her take one of her own cards she scratches out a name she puts a different name in it she hands it over to ralph and ralph looks at it and we get the, you choo choo choose me? Clearly, Ralph is so smitten at this idea of Lisa being his Valentine. And he's so excited that he finally got a card. He's thinking Lisa likes him. Lisa's got a thing for old Ralphie boy there. And that she's, she wants to be, she wants them to be boyfriend or girlfriend. That's basically how Ralph's brain is working. And then the school day ends and we get this hilarious exchange between Ralph and Lisa when he asks if he could walk her home. Can I walk you home, Valentine? Sure, I guess. That Valentine sure was funny. <laughs> Glad you liked it. <laughs> it says, choo-choo-choose me. <laughs> and there's a picture of a train. Yeah, nice gag. Uh... So, do you like stuff? The doctor said I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I kept my finger out of there. <laughs> well, here's my house. This little sequence has another one of the lines that I say all the time, and that's the, the doctor says I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. Makes me laugh. I say it all the time because it's so silly and so ridiculous. But that's just what Ralph does. Ralph makes the honest comments. And you got to respect the kid for that. He's going to say it like it is. That's just the way that Ralph goes. So the episode, it resumes with a Valentine's Day itchy and scratchy episode that's on the Krusty show. And before Krusty reveals that there will be a 29th anniversary show coming up soon where Sideshow Mel is hopped up on Wowie Sauce and they're going to show some classic clips. I find it humorous and just silly all around that they decide to revolve this around the 29th anniversary. It's very funny. It's very Simpsons to be so off the wall with that type of idea. But in the other room, Lisa explains the situation to Marge about what's going on with Ralph and that she thinks... Ralph really likes her and she just wants to let him know that she's not interested or anything like that. And then Homer gives her a bunch of different excuses about the, you know, it's not you, it's me. And Homer's like, I've been, I've had plenty of women let me down <laughs> and try to break it off with me. I've heard it all. But eventually she decides that the best way to do this is just to be honest with Ralph. Just let him know that, hey, I like you as a friend, but that's it. So the next day she's at school and she's on the playground and she tells Ralph that she doesn't want any sort of relationship. And Ralph's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So then Ralph goes home and he's talking to his dad, Chief Wiggum, about what he should do about this girl he really likes. And Chief Wiggum's like, if I've learned anything, it's you never give up. You always go after her. You keep going after her. So in the next scene, we have both Bart and Lisa and they're trying to advise a way to go to this crusty anniversary show before Ralph just shows up at the house and he rings the doorbell and Lisa's like she asked dad she's like just make him an excuse why I'm not here Homer opens the door and Homer's like she ain't here she's on the can 
She's like, oh, I would do anything for Lisa. And then we jump forward and Homer has Ralph up on the roof, tarring the roof. And he's like, these fumes make me woozy. And Homer's like, yeah, yeah, you know, they'll do that. Now back at school, we have auditions are underway for the President's Day pageant. So nice little tie-in. We get a couple of holidays here. Not only do we get Valentine's Day, but we're also getting a little bit of President's Day action in on this as well. Lisa, she gets cast as Martha Washington. No surprise there. She's the, the crown jewel of the second grade class. But then Ralph gets cast as George Washington, which raises some eyebrows. One of the students, Rex, is very upset because he had just given a really good performance in his audition. And he thinks someone is forcing Miss Hoover to cast Ralph. And Miss Hoover's like, no, that would never, never happen. And she walks over to the blinds. And she opens the blinds and closes the blinds. And you got Chief Wiggum outside and he nods and he yells at the other cops. He's like, all right, boys, take it off. And they take the parking boot off of her car. So obviously there's a little bit of a setup there to get Ralph to be George Washington in this play to be able to play alongside of Lisa. So as we jump to the next scene, we have Lisa, she's at home and she's complaining to Bard about Ralph getting the part in the play and he's going to ruin everything. He's going to make everything weird. And then there's a knock at the door and a gift. And the gift is from Ralph and she opens it up and it's a Malibu Stacy car with the note that again, I love that says, look in the tongue. And Lisa says, I think he means trunk. So she opens it up and she finds some tickets to Krusty's anniversary show. And she's not sure what she should do. She's like, I don't know what I should do. I don't want to just take things from somebody. And then we get just such a hilariously subtle moment where she goes to talk to Homer about whether or not she should accept stuff from somebody that isn't hers. And at that moment, Homer is putting a di- hanging a diploma up on the wall from Oral Roberts University, which is Ned Flanders' diploma, and he's crossing his own name off and writing his own name. I had completely forgotten about that scene, and it made me laugh. And he's like, Lisa, you shouldn't take anything that's not yours. And he's like, wait, are you talking about stealing? And then it it cuts back, and we've got Lisa. She decides to go to the show with Ralph, probably more because she wants to see this Krusty show and not because she wants to be nice or anything like this. So they make their way to the show. Ralph, very excited. And at the actual anniversary show, Krusty's showing some clips from some older shows and kind of makes it play off like it's something from the 50s and some stuff from the 70s, some trippy, groovy type things. And during that, we have Ralph asking Lisa if she wants some of his ice cream cone. And after that, and she says no. Chief Wiggum's like, hey, come on, give me some of that. Ralph then spills the chocolate ice cream on Lisa's dress. And we get another classic line. And we get Chief Wiggum saying, oh, nothing gets chocolate out. See? And he's got all these chocolate stains on his pants. After showing some more clips, Krusty heads out in the crowd. And he's like, and now's my favorite part of the show, talking to the audience. And he's like, oh, this is always the worst. So he makes his way down, and he sees Ralph, and he asks Ralph his name, and he's like, hey, is, is Lisa, is, is this girl here your girlfriend? And Ralph stands up, and he's like, she is, and I love her, and someday I'm gonna marry her. And at this moment, Lisa loses it. Loses it, loses it. She starts yelling at Ralph. She tells him 
She's like, I don't like you. I never liked you. And the only reason I gave you that Valentine is because nobody else will give you any. And I felt sorry for you. At the moment, you realize that back at home, Bart is watching a recorded version with Lisa. And he slows it down. And he's like, hey, look, Lisa, you can see the exact moment you broke Ralph's heart. And Bart shows it real slowly. And you see Ralph clutch his chest, get very upset that he's now had his heart broken. And we head back to school. Again, bang, bang, bang. This episode, bang, bang, bang. And we're back at, back at the school. And we're at the pres- uh, President's Day pageant. It's set to begin. And Lisa, she's trying to apologize to Ralph about everything. And Ralph wants no part of it. He's like, I'm just here to perform. I don't want to talk about it. So after we get to see Bart play John Wilkes Booth where he shoots he shoots Millhouse, who's playing Abraham Lincoln, he starts running off trying to shoot other presidents that are in this pageant. And we finally get to the final act of the show itself, and it's Martha Washington, George Washington, sort of a retelling a bit of their lives as they moved over to the to the United States, or what became the United States. The scene begins, Ralph is looking longingly at the I choo choo choose you card and he throws it in the fireplace and he ends up giving an incredible performance. A really, really good performance. Everybody's surprised. Lisa's surprised. In the episode, it wraps up. Lisa's outside waiting for Ralph because she wants to congratulate him on such a good performance and she basically apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry about everything that happened and I wanted to give you this. And she gives him a card that says, let's be friends. And there's a picture of a bee on it, which of course makes Ralph very happy. He loves puns, clearly, as we find out. As the two start to swing on the swings, Chief Wiggum turns on the radio in his car, and Monster Mash is playing, and it closes out this episode. And that is I Love Lisa from the fourth season of The Simpsons. That was fun. It's a fun episode, and they go fast. The Simpsons episode go fast, and they, they hit a lot of funny little cues and marks throughout of it. And just as we do every week on the podcast, I try to determine if an episode, that the episode that we covered, whether or not it should be deemed a classic, and given the time of the year, and this is Valentine's Day, and so because of that, I am giving this a... You got it, dude! There is no doubt that this got a you got it, dude, for me. It's a great Valentine's Day episode. Also weaves in a little bit about President's Day. So props for a double dip in terms of the holidays. Quote unquote holidays there. And what I think made The Simpsons such a brilliant show. Especially in its early stages. Was it had the ability to hit you over the head. Over and over and over again with hilarious lines. It was so consistently funny throughout the run of the show. And even when they needed to have those sweet moments. They did a great job of incorporating some sweetness as well. And I think this episode is just nonstop. It jumps around a lot, which is something I don't typically love, but it works so well in The Simpsons because it has so many different layers with these characters and they fleshed out these characters in such a funny way that I always thought it worked so well. And speaking of funny characters, Ralph, he's always been one of my favorite characters because he's got that perfect blend of innocence and he's naive, 
And he's just, this is a perfect Ralph episode. It's so good. He has a bunch of great lines. He's one of the characters I quote so much from this show with my friends because he's just, again, he's just so naive and innocent and it makes him such an endearing type of character. And I think after watching this, I want to incorporate more Simpsons episodes into the podcast moving forward. I know there's some Thanksgiving, obviously a ton of awesome Halloween episodes, which I think would be really fun to do in the future. Some Christmas episodes too. It's so nostalgic of a show for me that even though it's not a TGIF-specific show, it's from that era, it's from that time, and they're just so, so good. And speaking of future episodes, in a couple weeks we'll be dropping another Valentine's Day-themed episode. This time we're going to go with episode titled First Girlfriends Club from the fifth season of Boy Meets World. In our last episode I had mentioned it was a step-by-step episode. That's my fault. It's not that step-by-step episode it is this boy meets world episode so be sure to give it a a watch that is also on disney plus another pretty good one if i remember right but i can't wait to watch it again so if you enjoyed this episode and you've not left us a review please leave a rating and review for us on itunes it really helps get us out there to a bigger audience i'll also send you a tgi podcast sticker If you leave us a review, I'll send you that absolutely for free. And if you have left a review and I haven't sent you a sticker, just send me a message. Find me. You can find the page. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. You can find us at TGI Podcast. So thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Urich. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.